0: Hi everybody. Welcome back to Mind Your Body. I have a few quick announcements before we get started today's episode. The first announcement is that I have been devoting more time to blogging more on the Mind Your Body website. So if you're interested in reading about different kinds of dance therapy and movement-based interventions, I'm going to be writing a lot more about that. And if you have any requests for other things you'd love to read about, let me know. The other announcement is that I'm also devoting more time into creating a safe online community for body-centered therapists and healers, as you may have heard me talk about a couple of episodes ago. And I'd love for you to join if you want to help me build this supportive community and just tune into interesting conversations and different kinds of resources. I've also been kind of playing around with doing live guided movement explorations in the group, and I'd love for you to join. It's been really fun. Okay, so today our guest is Leah Foley. She lives in Australia, and she is a kinesiologist, and right now she is working on a technique called physical unraveling technique that lets the body determine how it wants to unravel pain and discomfort naturally. And she's done a lot of work around alternative medicine with the physical body and energy to help people find solutions to all kinds of different health problems. So, this episode is a little less emotion focused, a little bit more on the physical body and pain. We do talk about how emotions and pain intersect. So, I hope this intrigues you as it intrigued me, and enjoy. This is Mind Your Body, a dance movement therapy perspective on the integration of our emotional, cognitive, physical, and spiritual aspects of our being into one more aware and whole existence.
1: Hi, my name's Leah Foley. My, my work is basically a combination between health and intuition and blends between that. I started off as a healer and that moved into medical intuition and at the moment I'm developing a physical self-healing technique to help people with chronic pain. Uh, people I work with is anyone who has a chronic health issue or symptoms. They're in some type of suffering and it helps them get down to the bottom of it. Uh, down to the root cause so that we can shift that and they can be empowered in some way to move into health and move into, um, I kind of work a lot more with healers and light workers, so people who want to shine and make a difference in the world.
0: Great. I'm really curious about your physical self-healing technique. Could you explain that?
1: Yes, it's a it's a hard one to explain. It's very it's a it's an inner focus. There's no need to use any tools. The technique itself is just a inner focus into your body and focusing on key spots and then letting the body unravel however it needs to unravel. Um, and at the beginning I was testing on myself. So there was just basically just working with different things like my neck went out of alignment. If I, uh, if I had pain, unexplained pain that might be happening in my body and just allowing the body to shift and you feel things happening and then the pain would just take by itself. When I started working on people, I trialled it on a few people at first and that quickly developed into sometimes some people needed sound, like to make sounds or groan, sigh or something, and then that would help shift the energy or shape uncontrollably helps. Um, if they felt particularly stuck, and then as I keep working with the technique and other people, sometimes people would be um, sometimes people would be silent during it, and they be completely in a process, and other people would be screaming out things that were unexpressed from. I don't. They, it's it's kind of like we don't really delve into why, and in this world. we just let the body do what it needs and and support it through that. So we don't know what those. Things were, but that needed to be expressed, and then suddenly the pain would start shifting on its own. So, and each person completely different, which I found fascinating. And yeah, some people would go into emotions, other people just purely physical. Um, but it's it's totally natural. It's kind of a technique that, if you were traveling, you could use it. If there's like an apocalypse or something, you could still use it. You don't need to um, have have like a manual. Or because it's so simple, it's easy to remember what you feel to do.
0: Hmm. Okay. I, well, I'm, I'm still not clear on, like, what exactly the process is. Do you have any examples that you can share?
1: Yeah, so you basically – I, I explain it, but the technique itself needs to be experienced to understand it, of course. But it's, it's the most basic technique when you – Feel the sensations. So the technique doesn't work unless you actually feel something. And you feel the sensation wherever it is located in your body. Uh, I get them to rate it so that it's it's partially for me so that I can gauge where they're at because I can't feel what's happening. I can only use a little bit of empathy, empathic intuition to sort of gauge, but it's not very, it's not like a um, an X-ray or something. So I get them to tell me where they're at. And then they also get to gauge whether things are shifting or not. But I get them to feel where that problem is, the pain, discomfort, strain. And then the body shows up somewhere else. Um, And they feel both of those. And then the body starts doing things. And each person is different.
0: Okay. So you ask them to identify sensation where their pain is. And then... Are they closing their eyes? Like are they just focusing on all with all of their attention on this pain, eyes closed? And yeah,
1: usually eyes closed because it, the, um, I only really do one session. Sometimes people want to follow up, but usually they just need one session to learn it. And they're not um, as practiced at feeling into their body, feeling the sensations. So they usually have their eyes closed. But I can do it now with my eyes open. I can do it, you know, in the street. If I have something twinge, I can do it as long as I be able to focus. Uh, they have they have a whole internal experience because often people feel a bit embarrassed making noises in front of me or I make it with them so that they feel a bit less embarrassed, um, groaning or growling or whatever they need to do. I haven't, I haven't had any of screaming yet, the screaming words out. But um, yeah, and then if they want to move, I move with them, and they've got their eyes closed.
0: So they feel less um, nervous and embarrassed. Okay, so, okay, so they're focusing on the sensation, and then is it kind of like they're watching it with their mind's eye, like watching this sensation and either it moves somewhere or um, it moves them to move a certain way or to make noises a certain way? And is that happening on their own or are you guiding that?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm asking them what's happening and then I'll, the only way I'm guiding is keep going what you're doing or we need to do something to help shift it because it's not moving. Uh, sometimes I get a bit nervous because it's like silence and they're not telling me anything. So I'm like, are hey, you You know, is everything okay? But um, they feel everything is a felt sensation. It's just a purely you're in the physical you're being one with these sensations And instead of what I found, what I'm noticing through all the different sessions is that we have a tendency when we have pain to want to separate ourselves from it as if it's not us. And then we want to do something like eradicate it because it's as if it's a germ or something, but it's our body's own response. So if they become one with it instead of pushing it away or trying to fix it, they just be with it, hold in their consciousness, and then help the body realize that these points are out then the body can start to unravel because the body's always trying its best to to heal um, it just gets confused in the process it, it also has its own confusion um, it's always wanting to survive keep stay alive in some way um, so yeah different sensations you can have people with pain um, you can have i had someone had a mild panic attack on the phone with me and i said oh let's try this and Within 30 seconds, sort of, it just all dissipated because obviously it was more energetic than like a something that the body needed to unravel.
0: What did you try? Uh, the technique. It uh, was the technique that you tried that helped her come out of her panic attack. Yeah,
1: um, uh, because oh, sorry. the thing I forgot to mention is that you hold those two points in your consciousness and then you breathe and you keep breathing because I find also that the way that we seem to stop. Things, healing, movement happening is to hold our breath. Most people, when they hold those things in consciousness, they're not thinking anymore because it's kind of a meditative process too. So they're not getting involved in stopping anything from happening anymore. They're sort of allow. They're in a state of allowing and being with it. If that makes, I hope that makes sense. It makes sense to me because I've done it. But unless you've experienced it, it's kind of a, a theoretical thing. That's
0: Were you talking about when you focus on your body that you're in the subconscious? Is that what you're saying?
1: Oh, the the technique itself. It's kind of theoretical because unless you've experienced yourself, it's just someone telling you that this is going to happen. But when you've experienced yourself, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I had that experience. Uh, Each person has it differently. And I haven't had that many people have multiple sessions. I've done it on myself, multiple things. Each one can be different as well. So sometimes you'd be more like wanting to make noises, other times silence. Sometimes it wants to methodically go through different layers, like you'll hold those two spots and then one will dissipate to nothing and then it wants another layer and then you sit and allow the body to show you where else it wants to hold and you just methodically go through. Other people have had the two sensations move and merge together and become one and then I have to find another layer. Like there's all sorts of. It's such a simple technique, and yet the bodies, the different bodies, have found completely different ways to express that or go through the healing process. So, um, I also have to say that it's not. If it's a mild, if you've had a mild symptoms or it's recent, you probably can unravel it. But if it's something long term, it's not really a technique to fully cure it or to unravel it completely. It's just a technique more to ease suffering for people. Like this technique helps them, like on a daily practice, mm. to keep it down so they can enjoy them. So then actually have some, like sometimes we just can't get down to the cracks of it by ourselves and we need support and we need um, something a lot deeper. So it's not designed to fix everything and be a miracle cure because that seems to also be the, um, the way people look at health. They just want miracle cures and quick stuff so they never have to deal with it again. Mm-hmm. But it's really about developing a relationship with your body and, you know, your mind and living through that, um, understanding yourself, discovering that, and finding new ways to transmit transform it. I don't know. I think it's more our society and the health system that's kind of given that, that full pattern. And hopefully that will change over time
0: yeah maybe not in my lifetime area <laughs> yeah um you were talking about layers are you talking about layers of pain like what are the layers that are beneath pain from your experience and witnessing mm-hmm. your clients and yourself well,
1: with that practice i call layers as in um layers of compensation. So uh, that's how I kind of look at it. So if you had the initial problem, like you have a problem in your knee, your body will start to compensate usually with the hip on the other side and then there'll be muscles in the spine and it'll just, as you keep on trying to ignore that pain or not correct it in some way, the body will just try to balance itself out because it's trying to survive. Unfortunately, the more layers, and you know, maybe that knee was never a knee problem, and maybe it wasn't a physical thing, maybe it was an emotional thing because the muscles respond to the emotions as well. And then, so maybe there's emotion. Oh, well, I'll use an example. There was someone who came, he had unexplained hip problem. He's seen chiropractors, physios, all that, all that sort of stuff. And uh, we went through the layers. His was a very methodical, I think, because he's a methodical person. Possibly there's a personality thing. I don't know. I'm just guessing at this point. But he, methodically, he was holding the hip in his consciousness. And then I can't remember the exact spots. There was somewhere like in his rib cage that dissipated, but the hip was still there. So then we moved, found somewhere else, and there was his inner thigh. Then the inner thigh dissipated, but the hip pain is reduced a little bit, but still there. And we got down to this sinking feeling in his gut was the last sensation. And normally I don't go into emotions, but if it comes up, I say, okay, so what would that relate to? He said, oh, definitely fear. I said, well, what, what's happening to you then? And then he said, I was afraid the tunnel was going to collapse on me because he was working a tunnel five years ago. And that's he tripped on something in the tunnel, but he had this underlying fear about it. And when he got down to that, the it was, you know, resolved itself and everything had loosened up. I was pleased pleased to. How long did that take? (laughs) Um, I can do it all in a 45 minute session for most people, but if they start, some people start to go into emotions and memories. And when it starts to bring in the psyche, I find it starts to drag out a lot more. Um, The people who kind of trust and just leave in the body. Some people like, if it's more, if I think it's more empathic or energetic, it dissipates itself within a, a minute. But when it's something that's more long term and really physical, like a physical problem that's set in the body it takes a, a while. It takes a while. I think the more that they do it, the quicker it can happen because your body's loosening up. Another area that I find that we can stop to we seem to suppress the healing is the jaw. Like if we clench the jaw and I've done a few myself, but I keep noticing the jaw come up and how tight my jaw is, but I don't I don't notice it a daily daily experience i just when i'm doing the exercise i'm like oh my jaw's tense again uh and how much we we'll keep it in there and i've done some tech, um healing modalities like neuro organization technique which is a sub-modality of kinesiology and he focuses a lot of jaws to hold our defenses in there and then that stops any natural healing process within our body
0: you said if, 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 it, if you're sensing that it's empathic or energetic, what do you mean by that? How do you sense it? Does it? Is it a certain feeling in your body that you sense? And what do you mean by empathic and energetic pain?
1: Uh, it was just from the people that I've worked on. But the mild panic attack obviously was not a physical thing. And hers dissipated in 30 seconds or a minute. I don't know because it happened so quickly. She said it was a 6 out of 10 and her arms were shaking and she had to sit down. And the whole body, like her arms especially, were tremoring and shaking. I said, I'll try this. And she did it, and she was just breathing. She only had one layer because it happened in the moment. And then she goes, oh, it's gone. I said, oh, do you have any any extra, like, residuals? And she goes, no, it's gone. The, and the said, original oh, okay. pain
0: point was gone?
1: Uh, yeah, the, the whole tremoring, the the shaking that she was having having, and the whole body, she could walk and um, that happened really because another person um, had this mysterious heart pain and um, she told me her husband would like put head against the chest and it would her heart would be racing that's what she's telling me yeah and she did the technique and she said she felt it go out her leg one of her legs it just and then it was over and it went for I think that went for a minute it was really really quick. So those ones that are really quick, I think, are more energetic. I don't think they're in the body or set in because uh, it moves by so quickly. But the ones that take a while and goes through different layers, they're pretty much set into the body, and uh, the body needs time to do its thing, its unraveling.
0: Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it's really important for you to be there as this container and help them track where exactly the sensations are in their bodies have them are they reporting to you in the moment like okay it's gone here and then you would say something like okay where is it where is it still or where is it now yeah so I
1: keep asking because I can only feel I only feel in an empathic sense I usually feel trapped emotions that's more my specialty um so if they don't realize that they've like feeling sadness, I'll point it out to them or I'll get a feeling of making certain noises and I'll suggest it to them but they're always open whether they want to do small sort of movement. But I can't, I'm not like an X-ray that can see exactly what's happening. So I'm always like, what's happening now? Are you okay? And then they go, oh, this has moved here. I said, what number is it now? Like I use the rating system out of 10 to give me a, a sense of where things are at because they go, oh, now it's down to a five, oh, it's moved down to a two. Sometimes in rare cases it moves up, like um, you have people, oh, now it's seven, it was a, it was a five or four. But, yeah, it, the point of the technique is to teach it to them so they can go away and do it themselves. People have said it's been easier when I'm there because I'm, if they tell me where the sensation is, I purposely feel that in my body and sit with them and um, hold the space for them but it is up to them afterwards to take that away and not have to rely on someone else to help hold the container for them that they develop that presence themselves uh, and deep connection to their body. But, you know, it it helps at the beginning because they don't know the technique and, you know, I don't know if they need to do noises or not until we actually start um, doing the technique. So, So they'll start doing the technique and I won't suggest, Noises or movement unless it gets stuck. So I go, how's it going now? And they go, oh, it's still the same. I said, okay, we need to do something, we need to move, or, and then we sort of try. I said, just feel into your body and what movement does your body really want to do right now? Or is there like a emotion that you want to express and, and they'll sort of start telling you what's happening? I can't say it's successful in every single person I've booked in at this point. So I've had only a small number of cases that they didn't get much of a shift. So most people have about, uh, what was it, 80 85% so far. Like I haven't, I've only done like 19 people, so if I'm not including myself. So I do want to get to about 100 um, sample population and get a good statistic. But about 84%, 85% um, can get down to 0.5 or 0 out of 10, whatever their symptoms are, like as long as they can feel it. Um, I can't work with anyone who doesn't have the pain happening because some people's pain shifts and they don't, they feel it like some days and not feel like a migraine or something like that. But if it's consistent, then we can hop on a call and do it. Yeah. But unfortunately, yeah, I want to get to the cracks of why not everybody, um, mm-hmm. that, it doesn't work for everybody. And that makes me really curious.
0: Have it solved that. Yeah. How are you recording the data? Uh,
1: I, I do the process and I write it as they go and tell me, you know, they're doing the rating so that I can tell, you know, where it's at, where it was at the beginning, where it was at the end. So on average it's been about four or five. The five was most people, because I ask people usually to be a five or less for a pain rating because people who are 10 usually can't focus on what I'm asking. They're in too much pain and you need to learn the techniques. So if it's five or less, you have a pretty good chance, and then if you can feel it, and then you can take direction and and, and allow it to shift, then there's a pretty good chance that it can work. And so I've been recording everybody's. Try not to put these names and just keep it, you know, purely like a sort of observation study. But um most people have got down to zero point five or zero. Oh, uh, what There was. And and it's not necessarily the level of pain either. I think it's more the person's openness um, Mm. and connection to their body. The more that people have gone and seen therapists, I find that that helps a lot. I found that even in my other healing, the the more that people are active about trying to find a way to help themselves seems to make it so much easier when you're actually working with them. People have hardly done anything not connected to their body. It's like sifting through mud a little bit at first, trying to get them to even notice that something's going wrong in your
0: body. and, and Yeah, and, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I think with any healing therapeutic process, there has to be a level of openness and a desire from the person to want to change. Yeah,
1: definitely. Or, and, um, and people think that they've tried all this stuff and it didn't work, and they can get into a bit of a, a down state. But they don't realize how much under the surface they're really doing stuff. Like, um, just every time that they're putting in effort to go see someone, they're actually putting energy into the healing process. They may not have got to the correct sort of root cause, but yeah, it can be disheartening for people. Like, I've tried all these things, but they don't realize how much they're really um, tilling the soil, you know, underneath everything and making it more opportunity, like more opportunity in the future for them to actually. to heal to
0: heal faster are you also referring to people who go and get pharmaceutical medication kind of the more western traditional uh Mm. traditionally western medicine are you thinking like anytime someone goes sees an alternative specialist and there's energetic work being done Mm. so yeah
1: that's that's a funny one so i mean i've gone through it myself you know trying to look at ways to heal myself and throughout my life so of course in the early days like my mum was, was Chinese so I did a lot of chi- natural or traditional Chinese medicine mixed with um, western medicine and then um, that only had so much effect so that's when I started discovering other types of things but so if you're going to get pills or cortisone shots and stuff there's nothing wrong with that you know in essence because people need to have a standard of life you know um you can't just be in absolute agony all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. And what I found with the medical intuition and discovering through doing all the readings is that some people have a higher threshold to deal with all those pharmaceuticals, and some people just really can't handle um, anything that's not natural. And even natural stuff, you know, they're, like their liver doesn't have the ability to detox to the same degree, or some people have – seem to have a higher, um, what is it, human growth hormone, mm. and they can heal a lot faster because they've got this group, um, this growth hormone you know, circle in the body, whereas other people have lower ones and they just don't regenerate the same way. So it really is unique to each person. And I like to believe I went through like anti the medical system because it didn't help and stuff, and I got angry at doctors and stuff. But I've also had really good doctors and good allergy specialists like who we were into also alternative therapy, uh, really open to both and using the best of both worlds, and that's kind of how I like to focus on it now. It's like use whatever works for you and just take every opportunity you can to have like quality of life while you're looking for the process of healing because it's a little bit of a mysterious process sometimes, healing, and Sometimes it drags on for years and you are going to keep that persistence up until you find the thing that works for you. So, yeah, so there's nothing wrong with, with pain medication if it doesn't affect your body, but normally it doesn't get to the cracks of things. You know, it's purely asymptomatic, really. Um, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have its place as well. It's also important. Because if you're dead, you can't use natural therapies. So, <laughs>
0: that's true. You know, there,
1: there's a place. So, But the natural therapies, um, there's such a range that, you know, your root cause might not be related to the natural therapy that you choose. So then you're not going to get much of an effect, effect. You know, you might go through some self-discovery, and that's that's always important to sort of, you know, connect in with what works with you and, understanding you know deep inside yourself what really matters to you what kind of wounding you might have had from the past um, that's always important but and then be able to function in your life you know, in a new life but um, sometimes they don't work you know because they're not actually like people go oh, I want to go the energy healer but the thing is an energetic they really need to have some real body work done and you know um, go deep into the physical level. So people um, get a little bit, I don't know, what's the word, um, led astray or lead themselves astray in that they don't really understand it. Um, they're not really, I, I kind of think that uh, some people you meet are so self-connected that they just know, like you have some clients and they come in, they already know what's going on. Why are you coming to see me? You're so like in tune with yourself, but, um, but they're always the ones that are the people you feel know, like they're. Persistent and they're also really self-connected and uh, innate knowing. Um, I feel yeah, like I can answer so, that
0: because okay, cool. Like I, I, I think I thought of myself in that moment where I feel very connected to my own body and I feel very skilled and able to help people connect to their own body. But if it's if I'm doing work on myself, it's just not my my ego gets in the way you know, my defense mechanisms get in the way and it's much harder, you know, it's easier to make excuses.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so true. Um, Definitely, I think it's the balance between processing yourself and seeing other people because there's always a new spread or new way of seeing that other people can bring to you. But if you get really dependent on other people and take away your own power, then you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. So it's a balance between the two. And even the same with coaching, like I do processes on myself, but I see my coach regularly, my life coach, and um, that helps me get the best, I guess. Um, Keep staying powered, but also keep opening myself. And same with the body because I also can do a lot of stuff on myself. You can only take yourself so far and other people need to guide you a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a process of going in and out where you can go in deeper with someone else's help and then that helps you on your own. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful process, but frustrating. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's interesting, like, your physical unraveling technique, when you started explaining it, it reminded me almost immediately of a technique that I use, but I would call it emotional <laughs> unraveling. So the way that you, the way that you don't usually go into emotional, like I use, we call it focusing, and so it's like mm-hmm. focusing on a sensation and seeing, you know, the movement within the sensation and then where it goes, mm-hmm. and then um, a step further could be like how it wants to move you. Pain definitely comes up, but it's, you know, it's really de- getting underneath layers of emotion. And yeah, it like could be that. like a specific, um, you could be with a specific intention to solve a certain issue, or it could just be kind of like a let's track where I'm at right now.
1: Mm, yeah, like that. Yeah, I have an actual emotional self healing technique which has no physical, um, and I find that one a lot easier because I can actually tune in right to the cracks. Like I let them go down the layers. I so said, what emotion are you feeling now? Fully feel it, breathe, and be with it. But I don't do any of the feeling or the movement with that because that's still the internal um, mind process. And I get them to keep going down. They get difficult, like sometimes they're angry and then there's sadness underneath like that. Then there's numbness. Then there's fear and anxiety. And then go right down to the bottom. And then we get to the cracks so that they can see what needs have been unmet and they can give themselves those needs to uh, resolve the emotional. Um, I find with emotion is that. People who like are angry all the time or crying all the time and they can't think to resolve it, even though they express it. It's usually because it's not the true emotion. It's like a compensated layer. It's an easy emotion for them to feel. Um, you know, shame's a hard one to feel. That's pretty, I find that one quite intense. I've gone through learning my anger, learning my fear, learning. Sadness and so grief, learning all about that. But when it came to shame, it's quite uncomfortable. Mm. But, yeah, I love how there's so many different ways to discover the more simple of the technique. I, I used to love anything complex, but I find that that takes away from the session, that takes away the spaces in the session that allows you to have those deep insights. So, yeah, they're like those um, really simple, natural techniques. they like what you're saying, they feel the sensation and allow the emotion to rise and the movement and all that sort of stuff just makes them get even more deeply connected with themselves I mm-hmm. yeah.
0: do you have a way that you close out the physical unraveling process where does um, where does the ending come
1: the ending is when it's zero um, or 0.5 there's a point where sometimes you go oh, i think that you just need to sleep on this and it will do itself You know, sometimes it can feel like you're pushing just to get it perfectly zero. And that in itself can, you know, start to impinge on that healing. So it's like trusting the body, trusting that it naturally wants to heal. It's just that we're helping it to the point that it needs that. Um, Another thing I noticed with people is that they don't feel the pain anymore, but there's some residual, like you can feel something left behind. You know, I don't feel like it's finished yet. And they just need to, it's almost like someone said it became energetic. Another person who was not as in tune with their body said it was more, they, they didn't sense it. But I just said, I'll just keep going a little bit. And then they hit the still point. And it's kind of like, I haven't done craniosacral therapy, but I'm quite fascinated by it. I think they talk about the still point. They try to bring me down to that. Or I've done lonely, lonely massage, and there's Times where when you're getting the massage, you just hit this point where your mind is Goes blank and, um, well, or I go to sleep, but <laughs> you just go into this still point and then something deep happens. Just her body, she said, My body is saying that it wants to be still more, not always doing this, wants me to be with it. I don't know if she's kept that up, but, um, but getting into that, yeah, and it really like you could feel it. She just hit some point and there was like this. This expansiveness that came up from the inside—it was quite. You could feel this profound energy or presence. That got here So yeah, and that I felt like that was a really important point. Yeah, I find that um, getting down to that energy. So it's it's zero. The pain, the sensation is you know dissipated, but you can still feel like it's not like you like there should be this calming, relaxed, grounded feeling. You know, like you feel like it really sunk into your body. And that's the point where you go, Okay, yeah, I feel like I've gone down to the cracks of it. Um, but I've done a lot of body work with kinesiology and, and even muscle um skeletal therapy and things like that. So what
0: was the last thing you said?
1: It's it's kinda like myopractics, um, but my teacher gives a little bit of Bowen therapy. So Doing all that sort of stuff has helped me over the years connecting with my body because I was quite disconnected. I was disconnected to my body, to my emotions and all that. So got into my mind a lot, but that doesn't help with any feeling. The mind gets in the way a lot of the time, but it thinks it knows best. Or I think <laughs> I know best. So yeah, but um, Yeah, like that reminds yeah, so, me of
0: that phrase mind over matter and it's like,
1: I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah sometimes I guess sometimes yeah well some, sometimes matter, but, right. yeah, yeah. yeah but not not your um, chattery thoughts or <laughs> your um, egotistical <clears throat> ideas of reality and I've had many of those I've had many theoretical ideas that don't stack up when you actually take a look at writing. but that's a whole it's a whole interesting learning process but yeah. yeah so that it's been a great discovery process that um you know I still like this technique I've tried it on rashes and it hasn't been as effective and that very frustrating for me because that's the thing that I want to be finding something that really resolves or so my journey is by far not over I've still got a lot of um discovery of different things that I can still look into so you've tried um, it on who oh uh, rash! my rashes like when I get X-ray, oh rashes like so oh. yeah I've had that since I was five weeks old and mm. um that's where I've been so intrigued with healing. And if I didn't have it, like I've come to some level I used to want to get rid of it, and, and it's a bit funny calling it um, eczema and calling it a name. I find that that makes you also look at it as if it's something that's been, you know, attached to you rather than your body's own responses. Yeah, I probably would never have gone down this track if I didn't have it. So this whole discovery process was because of this frustration of, you know, this inc- like being told by doctors that it's incurable and there's nothing you can do about it. But knowing from seeing that allergy specialist who was into a lot of really um, different alternative things, it resolved for a while. I haven't had it completely resolved. Like there's always something that comes back, comes back in different ways. Like, um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm discovering how my mind and my stress levels affect it. If anyone had told me that, I would have said, no, that's not true. But kind of was being shown to me in my face that excessive worrying, wanting to try and figure out things, stressing yourself out, but thinking you're fine is actually making me sick. And I had to put my pride aside and go, yeah, I'm, I'm actively making myself worse by doing that, but also learning that, you know, like I don't detox well. So my liver is, um, even though it's fine on blood tests now, it wasn't fine four years ago it's resolved itself and um, being mindful and respectful of my body that it doesn't detox well and then I need to, you know, give it that space and, and also have some empathy or sympathy for it, like, you know, like not being, oh, now I've got a scratch or now I'm not feeling well and whatever. But it's like, no, actually – it's just taking its time. It takes longer than my, my husband, unfortunately, has a really good liver. And I'm quite jealous of him. I'm jealous of his liver. <laughs> he, can, he can treat himself jealous
0: of your liver. terribly.
1: <laughs> yeah, liver jealousy. That's what, like, liver envy. But, uh, yeah, just being respectful of those weak spots in my body.
0: Thanks for sharing your story. Yeah.
1: Uh, still, It's an ever evolving process. So I'm still learning still discovering new things it's still frustrating but it's making life very interesting That so i'm coming to a new place slowly of this like desperation to get rid of it and more like now it's just the self-discovery finding new way and even the opportunity to invent new ways
0: well thank you for sharing all of that
1: thank you for giving me the space oh yeah to share.
0: yeah thank you leah and thank you to everyone as always for coming back and listening Make sure you visit the links in the podcast notes so that you can read up on the latest blog posts and also join the online community Mind Body Masterminds. See you next time.